Before we get started, before any of this starts, I'd like to remind you that you can experience an ad-free version of this by clicking the link in the description that says plus.acast.com slash s slash Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Exurgat Deus disipentur inimici eius et fugianque oderunteo ma facia eius. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered and let all those who hate him flee from before his face. So I very rarely get an opportunity to do a sequel especially on something so meh as witchy news, which, you know, for those of you who didn't hear the last podcast, if you're listening on Spotify, when you get to the end of this one, just let it play through. It'll go right on to the last one. But one of the links in the article for yesterday's, uh, (laughs) yesterday's news story, which in all honesty, sent me way over the edge, much more than I'm normally accustomed to, actually opened up something that I thought was dreadfully funny. Because it carries on with the concept that those who are stuck on the diabolical left have nothing better to do than consume themselves with hand-wringing and pearl-clutching about whether or not they can be accepted by their own psychotic standards. And so with that, today's headline also from the Religion News Service, is, Is Tumblr Witchcraft Feminism or Cultural Appropriation? So, I hope that you're, (laughs) I hope that you're ready for another fun story, admittedly as, as aggravating as it was to run into some of the stuff in the news article yesterday, I actually pre-read this one, so I'm not looking forward to any surprises. There should, however, be some sidebars that I'll get to go on. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. Let's get started with a prayer. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Sancta Michael Arcangelo, defende nos in proelio. Contra iniquitiam et insidiam, stiaboli est o praesidium. Imperatili deus supplicas e precamor, duque princeps militae calestis, satana maliosque spiritus malignos, cat perditionem animarum, pervegantur in mundo divina virtute, in infernum netrude. Amen. Cor Jesus Sacratissimum miserere nobis, Mater Dolorosa, ora pro nobis. I really do need to find the patron saint against witchcraft, but for day, today we'll just go with Sancta Joseph, Terror Daimonum, ora pro nobis. Domine, ostende facem tuum et salvi erimus, Ave Maria Purissima, Immaculata Conceptio Est. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. <clears throat> yeah, I really do actually have to find who the who the specific patron saint is who entertainingly thumped the snot out of occultists. Unfortunately, occultism didn't really start to get widespread in Europe, like really, really widespread in Europe until the Renaissance, contrary to what these witches would have you believe. 
The church wasn't really, well, anyway, yeah. The Catholic church, anyway, wasn't really all about burning witches. You had to do some really wicked stuff. And besides, we had tests. Anyhow, religion news service. I really have no idea who these people are, but whatever. It's fun. This is actually by far the most fun I've had doing stories. <laughs> they report, as I said in the intro, is Tumblr witchcraft feminism or is it cultural appropriation? The sub-headline on that one is A perfect storm of Instagram-era online branding combined with leftist political posturing has made witchcraft the latest victim of cultural appropriation. Imagine that. The diabolic is a victim of the diabolic. That's funny. <clears throat> All right. From the article by Aisha, Aisha Khan. New York-based writer Jaya Saxena isn't Wiccan. She's no pagan either. She grew up with a Hindu grandmother, attended a Quaker high school, and has Jewish in-laws, but isn't at all religious herself. Jaya Saxena is not a witch. So how did she end up publishing a guide to modern witchcraft? <laughs> By the way, the title of this is the title of the guide to modern witchcraft is Basic Witches. How to Summon Success, Banish Drama, and Raise Hell with Your Coven. And it's by Jaya Saxena and Jess Zimmerman. <laughs> Continuing from the article, and from her specifically, quote, We see ourselves as continuing a long line of unruly women, Saxena explained. She and her Basic Witches co-author, Jess Zimmerman, by the way, if you're millennial or later, then you're catching the the, uh, the the phrase that this actually rhymes with. I'm not going to say it on the podcast because I do actually try my best to not actually cuss. <laughs> but you just change one letter to another letter and you have exactly what you have exactly what this book is really all about. Anyway, she and her basic witch's co-author, Jess Zimmerman, an atheist who doesn't believe in the occult or mysticism, aim to arm women, ordinary women who may scoff at spirituality or magic, with the subversive feminist powers of traditional witches. We make no claim to the religious practi practice of Wicca, paganism, or any other faith, Sexina told RNS. But we see the cultural image of a witch as a separate and valid identity. That image is the kind of dark, witchy aesthetic you've probably seen while scrolling through Instagram or Millennial Women's magazines. They still print magazines, even for Millennial Women? That's weird. I didn't even think that was a thing. It's the kind of empowered identity promoted in podcasts about toppling the patriarchy and Facebook posts about the radical importance of self-care. But even these basic witches become increasingly popular, even as these basic witches become increasingly popular, actual practitioners of magic still exist on the margins of society, and real witches, who've historically faced persecution and execution, aren't all happy with the new trends. <laughs> Critics say a perfect storm of Instagram-era online branding combined with leftist political posturing has made witchcraft the latest victim of cultural appropriation. I just want to point out, any point in time that these witches want to cry me a river, I'll be glad to watch. 
<laughs> Meet the Tumblr Witch. In some ways, 2017's witch obsession is nothing new. Those who grew up in the 90s may remember TV shows like <clears throat> Charmed and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. There were, of course, the Harry Potter series, Hermione Granger and Bellatrix Lestrange. And there was also Silver Ravenwolf's Guide to Wicca for a New Generation and, a practical, and Practical Witchcraft for the Millennium. I've actually read those books. They're entertaining. <clears throat> but today's digital witches are a little different. Many fuel their aesthetic with stylish Instagram accounts and overpriced sage sticks, items sold at Urban Outfitters and Magic Etsy shops. Oh. <laughs> Etsy shops. This, you know, Etsy is going to be the biggest bane of our existence when it comes to marketing. I just, I, I can feel it. Because some of my favorite places, some of my favorite sites to purchase stuff, like Baratus Catholic, where they do tremendously awesome Catholic art, are on there, but they're on there alongside places that sell stuff for Santeria and witchcraft. It's, you know, I don't know. On one side and on the other side, it's, it's just nuts. Anyway, take a minute to scroll through the emoji spells and tarot card selfies on Instagram and Tumblr's hash, ta oh, oh, hash witch tags. Oh, that was a wonderful way to put that in there. <clears throat> I would have just went with witchy hashtags, but whatever. Glance at blogs like those of 21-year-old Maddie, a solitary Christian witch. For those of you, by the way, who did not catch the previous podcast I did when I was talking about my own occult experiences, you might find it odd that there is such a thing as Christian sorcery, Christian magic, and Christian witchcraft. That is not an outlier. In fact, actually, on the peripheries, particularly within the Protestant denominations, because let's be real, you know, when, when Catholics fall, they go all out for that stuff. And so they just skip past the Christianity stuff and go straight to the, you know, well, you know what I mean. Anyway, but the Christian, Christian witches and Christian sorcerers and magicians, those are a thing. You know, Christian occult, occultists who are in their belief system, worshipers of Jesus Christ, they are a thing. It's probably the most diabolical incursion into Christianity that the devil could have pulled. Anyway, from the article, glance at blogs like those of 21-year-old Maddie, a solitary Christian witch from Utah. Oh, she's probably Mormon. Huh, interesting. Or a twenty or twenty twenty-six year old AJ who sells handmade tarot deck bags from her home in Boston. Check out the School of Witchery and other online class online classes like it. Or look at the many, 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 many subscription boxes aimed at witchy millennials. For many young women participating in online witchcraft communities, reblogging spells, recommending essential oils, posting selfies with crystal collections, is a digital shelter, an alternative identity from the real world. An online witchcraft's do-it-yourself culture, paired with its innate sisterhood, is compelling to young women. The numbers are growing offline, too. In her 2015 book, Witches of America, 
Alex Marr estimates there are some one million practicers of witchcraft throughout the country, and a quick search will reveal meetups, covens, and witchy bookstores sprinkled across the country. Berlin-based writer Michaela Clements divides witches on the microblogging site Tumblr into three categories. One, witches who are devoted to magic but not religion. They often share spell books like a love spell and kitchen witchery, like a honey lemon ginger tea for sore throats or a magical laundry detergent. Clements points to Tumblr's base among digital savvy teens who tend to be disenchanted with religion. The witches who, too, the witches who are religious and affiliate themselves with Wicca or other neo-pagan spiritual paths, they tend to focus more on the non-practical uses of magic, good energy, and the natural world, rather than any concrete potions or charms, Clements said. And three, the Tumblr witch, who Clements said is tied up in intersectional feminism in a desire to reclaim power and to laugh as she does so. Ha 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 ha. She posts pentacles for the aesthetic and exults in hipster consumerism. She's politically aware, as are many on Tumblr's social justice-friendly platform, and embraces the iconography of, angry, of this angry satanic witch with irreverent irony. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I can't wait to get... As soon as we get to the end of this, I'm, we're, we're so going after this. Anyway, do the first and second covens count as cultural appropriation? Is removing the spirituality behind spells and pentacles the same as, say, wearing a Native American headdress to a music festival? Can you compare it to a white person wearing his hair in dreadlocks or an afro? From the Catholic perspective, it's all satanic. Don't, let, don't get it twisted. Even the Christian witchcraft is still satanic. It's dangerous as all get out, and I cannot tell you how long it's going to take you to get the demons out of your house, out of your business, and out of your life. Oh, yes, I can. 30 years. Seven years of concentrated effort on my part. 30 years. Anyway, moving on. Witchcraft as feminist empowerment. There's a reason the witch's aesthetic has captured the imaginations of young, digital-minded women. Beneath all that glossy packaging hums the same idea that has tantalized girls for millennia. Anne Terriol writes on The Establishment, The fact that to be a witch is to be a woman, with power in a world where women are often otherwise powerless, apparently she'd never heard of Aleister Crowley. Last time I checked... That was a dude. Alephus Levy, a dude. Arthur Edward Waite. Well, I mean, if you didn't get it with the Arthur, a dude. I can run down the list. Anton LaVey, a dude. We can actually take this all the way down the rabbit trail. <clears throat> the fact is... <laughs> For all of the talk about women's empowerment, even the folk magic spells are from dudes. All of the relevant authors for all of the occultic writings, at the core, it's men. 
So for all your female empowerment, all hail the patriarchy, baby. Anyway. I hate, no, actually, I don't. I love to actually poop all over people's grass on that one because when you look at, I mean, Dr. John D., like all of the prominent, H.P. Blavatsky was one of the few women who was prominent enough to really make it. But even Buckland was a dude. And Buckland was one of those weirdos from the 1960s. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Sometimes that radical feeling, continuing from the article, by the way, sometimes that radical feeling of subverting society standards come from hexes, crystals, and herbs. For others, a dark lipstick and a long black dress do the trick. <laughs> Just as ideas of women's empowerment and self-care have become marketable consumer trends, by the way, consumer, marketable consumer trends happens to be another purview of the devil. You'll notice it because it always promotes well what are the, what are a catholic's three main three main enemies the world the flesh the devil marketable consumer trends like self-care definitely falls within that realm anyway back to the article just as ideas of women's empowerment and self-care have become marketable consumer trends so has witchcraft coinciding with rising interest in yoga how many times, dear family, have we talked about yoga? Meditation and sex positivity. A movement that embraces safe, consensual, and yet non-monogamous sex. <clears throat> all, of my <laughs> all of my traditional Catholic friends out there, all of you are bristling at some of this, I know. Some of you might actually find this as funny as I do. I find it hilarious because this is actually where the world is. They're looking at the, I mean, this article is actually fairly old. It's 2000, it's from 2017. I'm bringing it to you because I just found it and I thought it was hilarious. Anyway, continuing. Oh, ah, oh. All right. <clears throat> Praise be to the Lord God. Here we go. Next paragraph just gave me a gift. Because I completely forgot about this one. And the markers that caused witches in the 1600s in Europe to be persecuted. By the way, let's go ahead and say that again. The markers that caused witches in 1600s Europe to be persecuted. When was the Protestant Reformation Revolution thing? That's right, it was in 1530. Huh. Weird. It's almost as if I just said something about this. Anyway, singlehood, financial independence, providing for oneself with a well-stocked herb garden, tend to be things today's young liberal feminists prize. Although providing for oneself with a well-stocked herb garden, not just an herb garden, but maybe a ranch and some chickens and, and some cattle, and a nice decent-sized piece of land to grow some food so that this way your whole family can be self-sustaining, is kind of a core tenet of the Catholic land movement right now. So maybe, just maybe, that one thing we might have in common. And this is actually one of the reasons why I find this most entertaining. It's like the whole world is just like right about there. 
and then just not. They're like almost there and they almost, but not quite completely, miss the point. Saxena said her book's view of witchcraft focuses on the tradition that people who were accused of witchcraft were typically undermining dominant power structures. Now, in the case of um, Giordano Bruno, I don't know that he was undermining dominant power structures so much as just making a fool of himself. For those of you who don't know the name Giordano Bruno, the Italian Freemasons put a statue of this apostate in Rome. They put it right there in the square. Why? Because, no joke, Giordano Bruno, the philanderous monk who completely rejected his vows, particularly the vow of chastity, who practiced the occult, who was big time into summoning spirits and divination and that whole thing. This guy was a massive occultist. Giordano Bruno was held up by the Freemasons as an oracle to science, which I find wildly entertaining because one of the people who I went back when I was much more materialistic held up as an oracle to science, like legit science, was Jack Parsons. Now, if you don't know Jack Parsons, I did mention him a couple of, uh, I think, a few episodes back. Jack Parsons is one of the founders of Jet Propulsion Laboratories. This guy's a rocket scientist in a very literal sense. He was also kicked out of Caltech at Berkeley and dismissed from JPL. Why? Because apparently he was a big-time occultist. He was into seances and sex magic and the whole nine yards. Hmm. So much for trust the science. <clears throat> I mean, let's be real for just a moment. Would any serious scientist look to someone who summons demons as an oracle for anything rational? I mean, I suppose you could. You know, if, if the guy could manage to con the secrets of rocket technology out of Satan, I mean, admittedly, if I could do something like that in my younger days, particularly before I came back to the faith, I probably would have. You know, hey, I want to go to the stars. How do we get to the stars? Well, here's a rocket. Okay, thank you, devil. Thank you, yay! No, I'm not, and by the way, do not, oh, man. <sighs> Just realized my favorite technologist, Elon Musk, has been getting lambasted for that stupid leather armor that he wore for Halloween with the Baphomet skull on his chest. Everybody's all like, oh, he's a Satanist. And I'm like, well, I'm, you know, there's a non-zero chance. Huh. Hmm. Tragic. It's almost like he can't look up to anybody these days. Oh, wait. We have the saints. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> anyway, back to the article. <laughs> Sax Saxena, 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 Saxena. We'll go with Saxena. Sounds like Saxon. We'll go with it said her book's view of witchcraft focuses on the tradition that people who were accused of witchcraft were typically undermining dominant power structures, whether it was because they were performing abortions uh, 
Let me back that up a couple a couple words. Whether it was because they were murdering babies, or refusing to marry, or generally not acting ladylike. <laughs> For her and Zimmerman, her co-author, a general interest in the occult as youths morphed into something secular but meaningful in our lives. When they realized many other people out there felt that same pull to witchcraft's elements of feminism and self-empowerment, they ended up writing Basic Witches. I desperately have to make sure, beyond all making sure, that I don't accidentally change that W for a B. Because that phrase was very prominent. Powerful women have always been feared and silenced as witches. Protestant reformer Martin Luther's wife... Hey, there's the monk. Weren't we just talking about him the other day? Gracious. <laughs> the fallen monk, Martin Luther's wife, a nun who also left religious life, named Katharina von Bora, was branded a witch by many a biographer for hundreds of years after her death. Tens of thousands of supposed witches, supposedly tens of thousands of witches, ah, Lord, were executed in Europe from the 1300s to the 1600s. Really? Ah, oh, they're, they're, they're trotting out that black myth again. There were maybe a dozen witches prior to the 1500s. Maybe a dozen. Oh, by the way, they were both male and female. Actually, predominantly men. Why? Because we had all the really good books. The Sworn Book of Honorius. For those of you who don't know, that's, that's Liber Juratus Honorii. I've read it. It's, uh, it's an interesting tell. The Opus Mago Cabalisticum et Theosophicum, written by Georg uh, Welling. Let's see. Um, the, the Book of Abramelin the Mage. That's a good one. Nice folk magic. It goes counterpoint to the Kabbalah. The Kabbalah, which also didn't seem to... Weird, didn't really seem to gain prominence until, you know, the Freemasons started looking for stuff. But supposedly it was written in the 1300s. <laughs> anyway, it's not like I've studied it. <laughs> Supposedly, tens of thousands of supposed witches were executed in Europe from the 1300s to the 1600s. In the United States, the Salem witch trials at the tail end of that period, by the way, tail end of that, oh Lord, have mercy on my soul. I'm not going to keep beating that dead horse. The horse is dead. We're leaving it. Ended in the deaths of 20 people. 14 of them women. The other six were killed by their would-have-been ex-wives. I'm joking. That's not actually true. Actually, it probably is true. Who am I kidding? <clears throat> now, women want to reclaim that power. In a year when some five million women exerted their power in the Women's March on Washington and in the cities around the world, that power takes a political angle. 
Witches around the world have joined forces to serve justice to convicted rapist Brock Turner. I don't even know who that guy is. Who's been, do you know who Brock Turner? Email me if you know who Brock Turner. I might actually just run a quick Google search, but I don't even know who that guy is. I've never even, like, this is literally the first time I've ever heard his name mentioned. Maybe I'm lucky. Who knows? Okay, I take that back. Now I do know who Brock Turner is. I had no idea he was that big a deal. But apparently, Brock Turner was was a Stanford teen, 19 years old. He was probably a freshman or a sophomore. <sighs> Gracious. And he was accused and apparently convicted by jury trial of felony sexual assault against 22-year-old Chanel Miller. Huh. Interesting. Swimming champion. Interesting. Oh, that's interesting, interesting, interesting. Huh. So, Witches around the world have joined forces to serve justice to convicted rapist Brock Turner, whose light sentence turned the internet's viral ire on him. In June 2016, witches from around the world organized a mass hexing ceremony to turn Turner impotent and cause him the constant pain of pine needles in his guts. I just want to point out, probably not... Probably not actual. I mean, aside from the fact that they very convincingly destroyed his life. Ah, gracious. Anyway. Ah. I remember in 2012, 2013, when they attempted to throw some stuff on the Duke lacrosse team. Um... And that turned out to be largely bollocks. I'm unconvinced just at a glance because you're talking about some preppy, a, a swimmer at Stanford. Now, I don't know how many swimmers you've ever met, but I haven't met too many of them that are you know, over-the-top sort of crazy about competition, like, I mean, to that point. I haven't met that many. Like, I've met a lot of swimmers who were competitive. But let's be real. If they were really physically, like, if they were physically inclined in that in that level, they might have, you know, went to go play football or wrestled. If you kind of understand my meaning. I don't know for sure. I'm just putting it out there. It, I don't know. That's, it just, that was during the time period when they were trying to burn everybody at the stake for sexual assault. And I remember that time very, very keen. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Anyway, 
Back to the article, which has also grabbed headlines with public hexes. Oh, I covered the public hexes on President Trump. I covered that on this podcast. Unfortunately, it's in the archives on Anchor. And at some point, whenever I get up off my duff, I'll probably publish that one because that was actually BLM and like that was a whole big schmeal with President Trump. <clears throat> the loosely organized resistance witches included neo-pagans, activists, and a diverse array of magic practitioners, a number of at least 13,000. 13,000 radical Marxist feminists out there waving a wand and burning some sage. Wasn't white sage, that's to be sure. In all honesty, they were probably burning dragon's blood incense, if I had to guess. <laughs> They're building on the legacy of socialist feminists involved in the 1960s women's international terrorist conspiracy from hell, also known as witch, who used their spellbinding powers to take on the patriarchy and capitalism. On the off chance that one of these heifers is actually listening to this program of all programs, how's that working out for you? Because now y'all are being erased by the trannies. I mean, women's empowerment means dudes get to be women. I don't know if that's what you signed up for, but that's what you're getting in 2023. So... Congratulations, ladies. <laughs> Two years ago, liberal witchy women across the country launched revivals of witch, hosting ritual performances to strengthen the rights to housing, murdering babies, and education. I don't know. I don't know if you've actually looked at the education system lately, but witches are all up in that joker. And I mean, actually, these specific kinds of witches are all up in that joker. And that's half the reason why they're all groomers now in public schools. <clears throat> Along with their counterparts in Antifa's Portland, Oregon, Rose City. I know, I know, in all honesty, you guys don't actually get to see a lot of the stories I see, so... There's, distinctive there's a distinctive possibility that you're missing some of these references. And I'm sorry about that. It's just, I, I read this before, I was a little bit more prepared for it, and so when some of these things come up, it's there. And Portland, Oregon, for those of you who don't know, is a major Antifa stronghold. Like, the major... It's such a major Antifa stronghold that the, uh, the Customs and Border Patrol... Uh, it was either Customs and Border Patrol or the uh, ICE facility the detention facility just outside of Portland got shot up by someone with uh, from the John Brown uh, Gun Club, which is a Portland guns rights group. Or excuse me, it's a left-wing guns rights group. <clears throat> Along with their counterparts in Portland, Oregon, and other U.S. cities, the anonymous group has turned its powers towards dismantling the white supremacist patriarchy and fueling the hashtag magical resistance against the current, meaning orange, White House administration. But many actual practitioners of witchcraft weren't thrilled with the headlines. They say they wouldn't use their power to bring harm to another person, not even the orange Superman. There are people who want to bind or hurt or do work to make the injustices stop, and there are others who want to shine the light so the person's acts are exposed, said Michelle Bowman, 
a co-organizer of the Women's Spiritual Leadership Alliance's monthly forum on witchcraft. Now, we covered very clearly in a previous podcast that there is no such thing as white magic. It's, you know, there's... Witchcraft is not divided into the light and the dark side. It's divided into the dupes who don't realize that they're doing the devil's work and the dupes who know they're doing the devil's work and have no problem taking the butt pounding in hell for all of eternity when the devil's work is done. <laughs> this, I'm going to have to put an explicit language uh, thing on this podcast episode. Whoops, took that one a little far. <laughs> anyway. Going back to the article, I promise you we are on the final stretch. <laughs> a Wiccan since the late 90s, Michelle Bowman also helps organize the Earth Temple, an open Wiccan circle in the Denver area. In Wicca, there's the idea that actions have reactions. Yeah, there's this thing called physics. It also has this idea that actions have reactions. That... Oh, yeah, and there's this thing called Christianity in which deeds have consequences. In fact, in Christianity, thoughts, words, and deeds all have consequences. But, you know, you do you, boo-boo. If you cast a binding spell on someone, then you yourself become bound in some way. I'm personally concerned about the cycle of consequences. In this particular case, I would be too. Because, no joke, this is probably the biggest, widest, gaping open hole, I mean door, in American society, and actually in society around the world in the West, today. Because this is the wide open gate through which the devil manages to just, he doesn't even, it's not like he's got to storm the gate. This is the wide open gate that he can, he and his, you know, pizos can just saunter right through. I mean, the devil can walk through, can actually not walk through this hole, but dance right through this giant aperture like what's-his-face from, from Singing in the Rain. And I really can't believe I can't remember his name right now. Whatever, moving on. <clears throat> Back to the article. The morality and spirituality of witches aren't what guides today's Instagram witches. It's the visions of resistance, subversion, and feminism. There's a long tradition of people who just want to work on magic, harnessing forces of, the na of nature or the supernatural, but have no connection to the divine. Yeah, that's actually called preternatural, because supernatural is connected to the divine. Supernatural is divine. Preternatural is what they're accessing. But whatever. Who am I to nitpick? Oh, it's me. <laughs> people who have been around for a while do believe that popular media and TV have brought this wave of people seeking to the craft. I feel like there's the possibility it's a fad. Just young people trying to feel out their identity. I would contest it's more than just a fad. It's in this particular place and time where they can have the maximum widespread effect as the actual armies of light wake up and realize they need to put on their gear to fight the actual armies of darkness. Unfortunately, many people who should be on the, on the, on the light side 
they still haven't quite donied up to this yet. But pray, because it may be soon. Continuing. As long as it's not malicious or derogatory, she says, she's not offended. There's a point at which they either become true seekers and go on this spiritual journey, or they realize the magic they see on television doesn't exist, and they give it up. Now, Father Ripperger would actually add in here that, yeah, they might walk away from it. But the path is still open. They open the windows. They open the doors. They took the time out and said, Devil, you can come on in because I'm going to do my own thing. I want my power so bad that I'm willing to take it from the hands of the patriarchy. By the way, anytime you hear somebody talk about the patriarchy, you can actually just take the word patriarchy out and put either Christendom, Christianity, or God <coughs> right in that spot. <clears throat> Digital witches. I'd like to say I've seen it all. <clears throat> actually, in this case, for this, I have actually seen it. <clears throat> I was able to do much of my own occultic research due to the internet, so it's not terribly surprising. Ooh, had to pause there for a moment. But yes, anytime you hear the word patriarchy <clears throat> in modern parlance, you can actually just substitute either Christendom, Christianity, or God, Christ himself, etc., and in all of those, actually, <clears throat> you can actually sort of sub them in. If you notice, this article is principally talking about it, <clears throat> an identity. Because that's where Tumblr witchcraft, as the author puts it, really comes from. It's, a, it's about <clears throat> a girl assuming her identity as a witch. Like picking up the mantle. This is classic teenage rebellion garbage. The problem is, is that this is classic teenage rebellion garbage combined with the most dangerous elements of the spiritual on earth. Like, oh, couldn't possibly be that bad. Actually, yes, yoga is that bad. Crystal healing is that bad. Reiki is that bad. And whether it's traditional spellcraft with folk with folk magic out of the book of Abramelin the Mage, which, by the way, is where most of this stuff comes from. If you've never read the book, don't. Well, actually, okay. So if you're Catholic, don't unless you unless your spiritual director says it's okay. If you're not Catholic, don't because it's only going to open up a portal into your house that you really don't need. <clears throat> but having read the book already. I can tell you that all of the witchy things that you're finding on Instagram, that you can find on Instagram, on Tumblr, all of those things that you can find in the little spell books that you find in the little witchcraft shops, you know, that's scattered about all the trendy cities of America. All of those spells, in some form or other, are from the book of Abramelin the Mage. And it was a dude who wrote it. So, I mean, you could get your, oh, well, I'm just doing this, that, and the other, and I'm of the light side, or whatever. Garbage. 
witchcraft, sorcery, and magic. I'm not talking about sleight of hand, magic, or illusions like David Copperfield or Chris, well, maybe not Chris Angel. <clears throat> but I'm not, I'm not talking about the, like, the sleight of hand stuff or the nifty little optical illusion tricks or whatever. I'm not talking about that when I say magic. I mean, you know, when you light some candles, you burn some incense, you chant some stuff that you've never heard of before. <clears throat> that magic all of it has the same source. Like I said, I've read the books. I've read the books, I've actually practiced the stuff. I know this from experience. <clears throat> and I've seen some of these videos, and I look at some of these pictures, and I look and I, and what's funny is because the last Tumblr which I saw was actually connected to the last podcast episode, Witchy News, part one, And as soon as I saw the pictures, I recognized everything in there, and all I said was, oh, amateur just wants to open up the occultic door because she just wants to be empowered. If you remember, the news article, dated in 2022, actually referred to her, a girl, as they. Which brings us to the crux, because a girl, who should be just your traditional Tumblr witch, from 2017 is now your transgender erased woman in 2022-2023. That is the point of these two episodes. That's the thing that I'm trying to point at. For all of this talk about down with the patriarchy, they are literally erasing women. Why? Obvious. There's one particular woman that men have, that men, and I mean men as in mankind, both women and men, have been trying to erase since after Martin Luther died. The most important woman in history. The most significant person born fully human without any spark of without any spark of divinity beyond the soul that was created by God the most significant human being in the history of mankind was a woman the woman who undid the mistake of the first woman the mother of our lord and savior the holy theotokos the mother of God, Mary. Remember I said that all of the attacks on the patriarchy are basically attacks on God. All these attacks on identity, identity by, to, by, <clears throat> by attacking identity, by claiming for yourself an identity that was not actually given to you at your creation, or handed to you by your parents when they named you. By attacking identity itself, you attack God. Because God is being. The quintessential being. The I am. That who, he who is. The origin of anything remotely resembling, and everything having everything to do with identity. 
You want to know the origin of identity? The origin of identity itself is God. So an attack on the identity by attempting to embrace an identity that was not passed to you, either through your construction when God wove you together in your mother's womb, or by, or by the identity that your parents passed down to you, your inheritance, your patrimony, <clears throat> by failing to embrace those things, those are attacks against God. And in this particular case, the devil has been playing this game for so very long, he's been trying to erase the woman, literally the only woman anywhere in the history of humanity that the devil only ever refers to as the woman and she. <clears throat> because they can't say her name. Because to say her name inflicts immense, immense pain. Orders of magnitude greater than any physical pain that you've ever experienced. For them to say her name, Mary, inflicts upon them the greatest amount of pain. She is the only human referred to in the same manner as God by the demons. And by the same manner, what I mean is they say him when referring to our Lord Jesus Christ. They say him when referring to the Holy Spirit. They say him when referring to the Father. And they say her, she, the woman, when referring to the Blessed Virgin Mary. And if you want proof of this, you can actually look it up because they talk about, because Father Ripperger and Father, um, oh gracious, what's his name? Uh, the Exorcist in Indiana. I can't remember his name. They, they made a movie about him, um, or they tried to make a movie about him. Was the, movie, the movie is called The Right. <clears throat> and Father Gabriel Amorth as well. <clears throat> Basically, all of all of the high-level mucky mucks in exorcism, and actually, when you do interviews, or when you like, you can find other interviews. Um, the oh, what's his name? Jesse, 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 Jesse. What's his What's his last name? Darn it! I can't can't hardly remember. It's been a very long time since I watched the show. But he's interviewed several exorcists. EWTN has interviewed exorcists. And all of them say, and all of them have said in their interviews that when the devil refers to the Blessed Virgin Mary, when any demon refers to the Blessed Virgin Mary, they never say her name unless forced, because they can be forced. They never say her name. Instead, they refer to her, she, and the woman. Because her very name inflicts pain. And she, the woman, the Holy Theotokos, the Blessed Virgin Mother of God, Mary Most Holy, Mary Most Pure, is the one that they're ultimately trying to erase with this nonsense. Because if there is no definition for what is a woman...
Well, you can fill in the blanks at that point. It becomes quite obvious. <clears throat> like I said, the thing that makes this most delicious is this article. This article was linked talking about women's empowerment in an article where there was a woman who would not even refer to herself as a woman. She called herself they. It's all about chaos and destruction and mayhem. That's all it is. And oh, hey, by the way, that Tumblr witch in the other article, she's just another Tumblr witch. Just another one. But the very article over there, in fact, I still have that article up on here. Let's see. Oh yeah, yeah. Witches urge alter- ur- excuse me. Witches urge alternatives to sage amid concern about appropriation, cultural appropriation, and the overharvesting of white sage in particular. <clears throat> and they're busy talking about cultural appropriation of the natives. Why? Because most let's be real, most Tumblr witches are white. Most of the witches are white. They're they're white, they're liberal white women. And it's remarkable to me how the vast majority of these women, rather than pump the brakes the moment they realize that their own identity is being erased, what do they do? They assume another one. Rachel Donazal, that one that one blonde-headed white chick who... Uh, Decided that she was going to wear blackface as a new identity. She basically painted her. She di- she dyed her skin darker so that she could, so that she could pretend to be a black woman. Elizabeth Warren, who is whiter than the fresh paper right out of your notebook in high school, claiming to be Native American, even having the gall to write a cookbook called. Pow, wow, chow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like that. That kind of woman. And Elizabeth Warren, if you asked her today, she probably couldn't even tell you what a woman is. Oh, they can tell you what a woman is when it comes to a woman's right to choose. Do y'all remember that happening over the last year, year and a half? You know, the whole time that they were pushing that freaking chemical poison in a needle? You you couldn't even mention the word woman. If they were erasing women altogether, it was people with it was people who lactate and birthing people. They referred to it as chest feeding instead of breastfeeding because it was transphobic because trans women don't have breasts because trans women are dudes. I'm going to love getting censored for this one. I got to tell you that if if any of the podcasting platforms have a heavy censorship hand, I am ringing all the bells today with this one. I apologize if you don't get this one, but there's no way I'm holding my tongue in this crap. Okay, I didn't mean that sentence the way it sounded, but it also still applies. 
<clears throat> the whole time they were pushing that jab, couldn't get anybody to talk about women. As soon as the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, all of a sudden, all these heifers knew what a woman was. They still run into a little bit of an issue when you talk about trans women's lived experiences. They haven't quite gotten to the end of this road yet. Eventually, they will. They'll figure it out. Because I'm going to tell you right now, a trans woman is probably a much better witch than a woman. Why? <laughs> Fun fact. Like I mentioned before, most of the occultic stuff was founded written about and promulgated by male practitioners of the occult. <clears throat> like I said, Eliphas Levy, John D. <clears throat> Think texts attributed to Peter Abano, Honorius the First. I don't know why they attributed that to Honorius. It wasn't, by the way. It's attributed to him without it actually being his. Probably because he was the, he was the quote-unquote heretic pope. But whether it's texts like the Arbitel, or the Holy Kabbalah, or the Opus Mago, <clears throat> or the Opus Mago Kabbalisticum et Theosophicum, whether it's the Book of Abram Alin the Mage, whatever, with the exception, possibly, of the Voynich Manuscript, and we don't know who the author of the Voynich Manuscript was, but with the exception of the Voynich Manuscript, every other treatise, every other grimoire was written, promulgated, studied, proliferated by men. Up until the 1960s, and even then, after Anton LaVey, Aleister Crowley, and all of the other members of the Ordo Tempo Orientis, the Rosicrucians, the Freemasons, only after they all wrote their stuff and after Buckley wrote his, did you finally actually start getting more treatises on magic and witchcraft written by women. And if you doubt it, look it up. Feel free to look it up. You will find out that what I'm telling you is true. <clears throat> all of this largely is immaterial. In all honesty, most of this is for entertainment value. I'm hoping that you're putting together the comedy that is modern witchcraft in today's society. Simultaneously, I also hope that you're understanding that witchcraft in whatever form, sorcery, magic, tarot cards, Buddhism, yoga, Reiki, crystals, salt, whatever, whatever it is, whatever the Eastern practice or supposed Eastern practice, some of that stuff's not even actually real. It's just made up by some dude with an active imagination. <clears throat> Whether it's Santeria, Hoodoo, Voodoo, Macumba, Whether it's that practice, <clears throat> that diabolical practice of MS-13, the whole Santa Muerte garbage, 
It's the devil. The occult, the practice of the occult, witchcraft, <clears throat> witchcraft, sorcery, all of that stuff, all of this spellcasting stuff is merely another iteration, another presentation of the fruit that the devil presented to Eve. It's not the fruit specifically, but it's another presentation of the fruit. What did the serpent say to Eve? Did God say, really? He said it because he knows you won't die. Instead, you'll be like him. That is the direct promise of the occult. You will have power to be a god. That's the promise. For the most part, it's a lie. I say for the most part. It is there. At an eternal price, it's there. <clears throat> what is it the feminist movement wants? They want power. What did they always want? They wanted power. That's what this whole article was about. Power. It's what the occult is about, power. It's what communism is about, power. It's what Marxism is about, power. It's what democracy is about, literally power to the people. Didn't think I was going to go directly political with that one, did you? <clears throat> the whole principle behind voting, it's about power. You're, exercise, you're exercising your duty. Are you? Need I remind you that democracy was the crowd releasing Barabbas and sending our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to the cross? Democracy even caused the people to scream out in a loud voice that his blood will be on our head and on the heads of our children. That's democracy. Additional food for thought. That's all I'm saying. And I'm saying that in particular because I know at some point I'm going to accidentally trip and get some new listeners. Maybe some new listeners who don't understand exactly how much of their normal thinking, the things that they just thought were normal, like, of course, this is the right thing. The things they didn't even bother questioning, that they should actually pump the brakes, <clears throat> pull out in front of the light, and use that shining light to really examine as to whether or not the things they believe are actually true. <clears throat> I'm really not here to beat the occult over the head. We've already done that in previous episodes. Hopefully as soon as the book is published, as soon as Charles Fraun publishes his book, his sequel to Slaying Dragons... Hopefully, 
I'll get an opportunity to get him on the show and do an interview with him and talk about some of the more extensive things and maybe take the conversation in a few directions that he really wanted to go with the book, but he really had to dial it back to make sure that he was staying focused on the satanic and the occult. Because there's a lot of tendrils and there's a lot of direct connections that spread out across everything in our world today. And the connections are there. They're obvious if you can see them. But like every other optical illusion, they look like they're not really there. But as soon as you see it, you can't unsee it. As soon as you know it's there, you always know. Hui. I honestly didn't know if I was going to be able to make this article stretch into a fully hour-long podcast. <clears throat> I'm hoping... I'm hoping to get an opportunity to do something a little bit more inspired in the future. Um, this one was just something that was a carryover of some other funny stuff. And I'm beginning to find a lot more stuff that's really funny with the world. But this one was a carryover, and I kind of wanted to touch base on this one before we get into the more serious topics and i have a whole lineup of topics that i want to cover for the next week <clears throat> hopefully i'll get to them all hopefully we'll have some breathing room where i can get to them all before the next tidal wave of crazy stories takes place at some point next week i expect to also talk about cardinal pell um and his letters both the one that's attributed to him that was that was signed Demos and the one that he just put out that was just published by Dr. Anthony Stein this morning. Um, and I hope to actually get a chance to cover that here in the near future. Otherwise, if I don't, it means things have gotten more and more crazy. Is what it is. If you want the links to actually look at some of this stuff, if you want more direct references, I'm not going to point you in the direction of any of the occult books. That's not going to happen. Um, <clears throat> those are easy enough to find if you're willing to search. Bookstores, actually, bookstores still carry them. Although I wouldn't start with the big names. I'd go with the people you've never heard of. So, <clears throat> and only with the approval and advice of your confessor or your spiritual director. You cannot, if you've never actually looked into it, you cannot know. You will not be able to comprehend it until it's too late, the kind of door that you're opening. When I say you cannot know, you cannot possibly know, right? If you've never looked into it, then it's not possible for you to know and understand the kind of door that you're opening. And you spend a long time trying to close it back up again. Anyway. References and stuff. I can give you the references if you want to read some of these articles and time together. Uh, some of the images from this is actually, is absolutely memeable. As, you know, those sort of things are. <clears throat> In the meantime. Oh, excuse me. I should probably actually tell you where you can email me at, huh? I feel like I'm losing my mind right now. You can tell it's the end of the program. You can email me at caleb at radiofreecatholic.com or you can just go to the website radiofreecatholic.com 
hit the contact box, the tab, the tab for contact, it'll open up a box, you can shoot me a message there. If I get an email with actual questions, I will respond. I absolutely will respond. Oh, and there is one person, you know who I'm talking to. I haven't answered it yet, but I do have the email ready to go. You will be getting an answer soon. Just happens to be some of the stuff you talked about in your email kind of brought up a few things that were complex. And so I'm taking a little bit more time to work on that one. So if you sent me the email, you know who you are. If you actually sent me an email, you know, telling me stuff about yourself, about, about the world, about the world around you, the things that you're looking at, I am going to get back to you. I have your eat. Like I said, I have the draft. It's mostly ready to go. You know who you are. I'm not going to say your name on here. I haven't forgotten about you. Anyway, you can also follow me on Twitter at Mighty Colibri. That's M-I-G-H-T-Y-C-O-L-I-B-R-I. You can actually just search for Caleb the Mechanic at Radio Free Catholic. You can follow me on sp3rn.com at Caleb the Mechanic. All of those places, if you send me messages, you will get responses to from me. Um, in the case of one particular email, it's taken me a little bit longer with that one. You can also find Radio Free Catholic on Telegram. I almost never mention this one, but we are on Telegram. T.me slash Radio Free Catholic. That's enough shameless self-promotion. I think I'm about done with that. <laughs> Pray for the church, as always. Pray for our nation. And pray for us in Catholic social media that we don't fail when you need us most. We're not exactly the hierarchy. We don't have that same responsibility, but we're public nonetheless. And we need your prayers. This is Caleb the Mechanic with Radio Free Catholic. May God bless you and the Virgin protect you. In nomine Patris et Fili et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.